Hampshire. Sorry to report that I'm still in New Hampshire, but today's going to be a fun podcast because we have longtime listener and recurring guest, Max Geeston. So, I'll be excited to introduce him, and I'm even more excited to introduce his girlfriend, who will be with us today. Uh, She will also be a part of today's interview. So, I think it's time that we'll just dive into the interview, because that's about all I have to say for this intro. So, let's get right into the interview. So, um, Max, I've never met your um, girlfriend. Can you please introduce her to us? Yes, so here is the wonderful and beautiful Cassidy Lee Pezza. She is a nurse Full from <laughs> Hillsboro, New Jersey, and she works at UPenn Hospital. I work at a hospital in Princeton, New Jersey, under um, Penn Medicine, which is a big entity in Philadelphia. Okay, thank you. Of course. Okay, so I understand that you work at a hospital, so you're still working during this lockdown, but how has the lockdown been going for you? Um, the lockdown has been, you know, as good as it can be, I think, relatively speaking. Um, I work as a nurse, and I work three days a week, and I have four days off. So, of course, my three days that I work are 12-hour days, and they're very uh, intensive. But on my four days off, I'm just quarantining just like everybody else is. I like to... Um, you know, get outside as much as I can, hang out in my backyard. I still live with my parents. Um, so I hang out with my family. I like to cook with my mom, um, do things that relax me and help me de-stress on the days off when I'm outside of the hospital. Um, so it's been good. I can't complain. <laughs> Where do you live? I live in New Jersey, close to um, Princeton, New Jersey. Okay. Yep. Are you working with coronavirus patients during this? I have been, I've been working with a mixture of patients. I actually work on a cardiac unit and um, all the patients that I care for on my floor have problems with their hearts. And sometimes the coronavirus is causing people to have some problems with their hearts. So when that happens, they then come to my floor. Um, So I work with some cardiac patients and then some cardiac patients that also are diagnosed with the coronavirus. Um, but the numbers have been decreasing a little bit, so I haven't worked with them in a, in a couple of weeks, which is great. Okay, so um, were hospitals overrun in New Jersey with coronavirus patients, and are they now? Um, I would say prior, maybe a month ago, definitely. Uh, we definitely saw our resources becoming thin. Um, a lot of our floors were overflowing with patients and our hospital census was very high. Um, But I was kind of explaining to Max a little earlier too that although the hospital census and a lot of the hospital floors were really busy, there was other parts of the hospital that had been closed because of the coronavirus. So a lot of our surgical um, ORs have been closed down because there's no elective surgeries right now. A lot of the surgical units were closed down. So luckily we still had all of those um, staff workers and resources to kind of reallocate to all of the really busy and filled up um, hospital units. So it was kind of a little bit of a rearranging going on in the hospital, but 
overrun definitely a month ago, but right now I think we're uh, getting back on our feet and definitely seeing some improvement. Okay, um, do you feel, so the situation in your hospital is going in the right direction, you feel like, right? Yes, definitely. Um, we see our numbers decreasing. We're having um, a larger amount of hospital discharges each day. So that's really encouraging to see. Um, initially, when all this started, it was almost a little discouraging going to work and knowing that it might be worse than the day before. And that was really scary for a lot of us initially. Um, but every day we have a staff meeting and our managers go over the numbers in the hospitals and they keep trending in the right direction. So we know that we're, we're doing good work and people are quarantining and people are listening. So it's awesome to see. And it's interesting to think, because I talk to Cass just about every time she gets out of work and it's kind of funny. She just graduated actually a year ago now. So she had just started getting into this whole nursing business yeah. and just as the pandemic started to hit. So it's kind of weird as you're trying to get on your feet just naturally in the job and then you get hit with the pandemic and the yeah. hospitals start overflowing and it's, it gets really busy. So it's, it's kind of a baptism by fire for yeah. her and she's come out of it pretty yeah. impressively. Not just for me though, for a lot of new graduate nurses, it's a really a big transition to go into the hospital and be a new, new graduate registered nurse as it is. And then to be in the middle of a pandemic for like three months out of your first year as a new graduate nurse has been a challenge to say the least. But I think um, we've all acquired so many skills and have become so much stronger for it. Did you study nursing while you were in college? Yes, I did. Yep, I got my bachelor's degree at the same university that Max is at yeah. now at Quinnipiac. We were freshman year neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, did you did you get this long weekend off, or is it just part of your four days off this um this week? Yeah. So that's a good question. The um. Kind of the beauty of nursing is that in the hospital, you typically only work three 12 hour days. So although the days are long, that means you get four days off a week, which is really nice. Um, and a lot of the times you can schedule it so that you work a couple of days in a row so that you can have an extended break. I do work every other weekend. That's my hospital requirement on my floor, but this was my weekend off. And then I also am off on Memorial Day, which is tomorrow because I'm working 4th of July instead. Um, as you probably are aware, a lot, you know, the hospital never closes. So we always have to work holidays. We always have to work weekends and someone always has to be covering the floor. But um, the way it worked out, I had this weekend off and tomorrow off. So I got to schedule a little break in, which was nice. And Max and I discussed that, you know, after quarantining for almost three months now and me not working with the coronavirus patients anymore, we felt it was safe to travel and see each other. You met Max in um, college, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> did you uh, take classes together while you were there? Um, we took similar classes, but yeah. we didn't really, we were never actually really in the same classes. We ended yeah. up studying for the same exam. So we had late nights just out in the common room, both studying for our mm -hmm. bio 101 courses or our chemistry 101 courses. And yeah. uh, after that, uh, the nursing has a very specific program, so they don't really have a lot of leeway with the classes they take. Um, me as a physical therapy, I just, I had a health sciences undergrad, so it was a lot more, or a lot less structured as the nursing, than the nursing program. So it allowed me to take uh, different courses, but um, still we had our, we had our original courses together. Yeah, in the first two years of, of 
your four-year degree, you take all of your basic science classes. So we, we were in anatomy and biology and chemistry. All of those classes were similar. Struggled through English 101 together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, next, you're an EMT, right? I am, yes. Have you had to pick up any COVID-19 patients from like in an ambulance? So depending on the way you look at it, fortunately or unfortunately, I have uh, been a little busy with work, with uh, school, sorry. And um, so that hasn't really given me the time to work as an EMT since I've been home. I have been keeping up with the protocols and I've been keeping up with um, the, the class requirements for my certification that I need. So usually a lot of that is online training. So um, kind of how do we deal, how do we properly handle patients? How do we um, ensure that we can limit the amount of droplets that we're producing? How do we ensure that we can properly clean the truck after we have had contact with a patient? But I fortunately have not had to be in a position where I've had to transfer any patients that have COVID. Okay, so um, is there anything in hospitals that you, that you are doing that you think is helping not spread coronavirus? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of uh, procedures and a lot of protocols put in place uh, to ensure that we are maintaining as clean of an environment as possible, promoting hygiene in ourselves and our patients, and preventing any infection uh, spread. So a lot of uh, what we rely on is the personal protective equipment, which is uh, PPE. You might have heard it a lot on the news um, because a lot of concern around PPE has to do with the shortage of it. Just because of the volume of patients that are coming in with the virus, um, we've been using a lot of our resources to protect ourselves. Um, so PPE is one of the major ones, and that includes wearing a gown, gloves, um, a face mask, eye protection, and a uh, mouth mask as well. So we wear all of those uh, pieces of equipment every time we are in contact with a coronavirus patient. We also promote hand hygiene. We make sure that our patients are washing their hands often, and we also ourselves are, of course, washing our hands before we go in and out of a patient room. Um, a lot of the time, we always promote uh, clean hygiene amongst ourselves as well. A lot of nurses wear, um, we do hand hygiene, and a lot of nurses wear um, separate clothes when they leave the hospital. They'll change out of their scrubs before they go home to their families and stuff to make sure that we're keeping our families safe as well, because a lot of people aren't living on their own. So a lot of things like that are, um, have been keeping the safe environment. Uh, additionally, our patient assignments, anytime a nurse is caring for a coronavirus patient, they're only caring for coronavirus patients so that they are negating the possibility of spreading the coronavirus from one patient to another. And if you're taking care of non-coronavirus patients, then you only have non-coronavirus patients. So there's a lot of uh, protocols put in place to make sure that we're maintaining a clean environment because, of course, it is a big concern. You said if you're, um, you said if you're working with a coronavirus patient, then you don't work with anyone other than coronavirus patients. So is that for two weeks or for like what amount of time? That's usually for the amount of time that you're scheduled to work in a day. I mean, to schedule to work in a week. We don't work like two weeks at a time. We just work our schedule three days a week. But if I'm working with coronavirus patients for my first day of the week, then I'll be working with the coronavirus patients for the rest of my two days that week. 
Okay. Uh, do Rich and Catherine make you wear masks when you're around? I yeah. uh, I haven't been wearing masks. We've been doing anytime we go out in public, um, which hasn't been very often. <laughs> but um, most of the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> we we wear our masks in public, but here I'm just keeping a distance. They did air hugs. Yes, we did air <laughs> hugs. <laughs> so we're being I, as I, safe as we can. I'm running. I'm running the risk. It's been too long. So. <laughs> okay. Um, what have you been doing for fun? For fun. Well, now that the weather has <laughs> now that the weather has gotten nicer, it's been a lot easier to find things for fun, right? Um, I like to go on bike rides. I like to hang outside by my pool. Um, we've been doing some landscaping with my family and I. Um, I like to do yoga. Just anything to get your mind off right. work, right? Yeah, anything. Just like anyone, you have to find a positive and healthy outlet when you're away from work, especially at the hospital now at times. Have you heard of the um, locusts in Africa? I have not. What is that? So um, there's swarms of locusts all in like Kenya and moving up towards Pakistan. Um, they were in my last podcast and the one before the last and uh, like three podcasts ago. But now um, in the U.S., there's something like the locusts coming out that only comes out every 17 or 13 years called cicadas. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's the yeah, cicadas, right? Yeah, very popular in uh, mm -hmm. Europe. They make that like annoying <laughs> buzzing sound when they rub their wings together, I think, right? Yes. Yes. We'll keep, a, so, we'll keep an eye and ear out for those, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> have you, um, another thing that I'm not sure if you would have heard of, but uh, have you heard of the bunny virus that's sweeping through wild bunnies in the U.S.? No, I did I not have not heard of that, that one, no. So there's a bunny virus that might wipe out, it's very lethal to bunnies, but only wild bunnies, not domestic ones. And it's uh, sweeping through the U.S. And pretty much the only state that has done anything to combat it is California. Hmm. Interesting. It's called rabbit hemorrhagic disease type 2. And it's appeared in New Mexico, Texas, Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, and Mexico. And as I said before, California. Although it was first seen in China in 1984. Are you still well stocked in Maine for groceries and toilet paper? We are so far so good on toilet paper. We might have to start using paper towels soon, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we're, we're doing okay up here. Mom's still got the freezer stocked, so we are so spoiled to have Catherine cooking for us. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing over there? Are you having to use leaves yet, or are you guys still okay on toilet paper? We're still good, too. <laughs> good. Any more run-ins with the black bears, Kai? No, we haven't seen the bears since, um, well, since that first time. Nice. And how's Dougie Wuggy doing? Oh, yeah, Douglas, um, he's good after his fight with Clara. <laughs> no mess with the cats. Oh, they'll scratch you. So, uh, also, uh, what do you think of the election? 
the election. That's a good question. I'll yeah, let you it's, it's funny. Um, we haven't heard that much about politics uh, as of late, just because of the whole pandemic. And um, I remember when this first started, there was a great concern because two of our presidential candidates are right there in the most vulnerable population in terms of coronavirus um, symptoms. So I was I was interested to see how the, the rest of the year was going to roll out, given uh, kind of the infection rate. And now it's interesting if the campaigns start opening back up again and you start getting these massive mobs of people, um, what's going to happen? And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the, the big concern now is the second wave as we try to open back up. So uh, it, it'll be very interesting to see how the uh, political campaigns continue and uh, whether or not we're going to see a lot of uh, either um, politician. Yeah, the debates might just be in empty rooms and... Yeah, who knows, they might actually be able to get more than two words out. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you mentioned the second wave, I've been reading about Arkansas having a pretty bad second peak. There was a city in Arkansas that only has one ICU bed left. Wow. Wow. And the closest and um, the closest place to it um, that has an ICU bed is an hour away. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a concern, especially in more rural areas um, where the resources might be a little bit more sparse. The locations of the hospitals are more spread out. Um, so that's definitely something that they need to be aware of. Yeah, that's... It's definitely something we need to pay attention to, so everyone be watching the news on that second wave, if there is one. That's about all we have time for this week, though, so I think I'm going to start wrapping it up, but I'll tell you that next week I'm going to dive deeper into the bunny virus, the floods in Michigan, and the cicadas, and I might also have another interesting guest. See you next time on The Kai Guy Show.